The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, spread out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean and Colby over on youtube.com slash Podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGP and gift card. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, March the 30th, uh, and we are here, thankfully, and I think Barry will uh, will back me up here, to hand up a full slate of... Um, Premier League games for the weekend. Premier League is back. Um, so I'll just give him a little name check there. I think you might, if you've got some new equipment there, Baz, how are you doing? I've got a new uh, set of headphones. Like, it's just, uh, I, I bought <laughs> it purely for uh, gaming purposes. Uh, I've been oh, playing okay. Call, of, Call of Duty on the Xbox and uh, I needed a new new set of uh, cans for the years, like, and uh, it's wireless and, and all that. So I thought I'll, I'll use it for this. Mate, you're coming through clear as a bell, Baz. 2020 vision, surround sound, Dolby HD, and other such old-fashioned terms. Um, yeah, yeah, very good. Pleased to see um, the back of this international weekend. <laughs> I thought you would be. Absolutely <laughs> delighted to have Premier League football back. And, I mean, this this weekend's fixtures, it's one of the best. I, I, it, it's hard from a handicap point of view. I think really it was hard, hard. yeah. Um, but some really, really good games to look forward to. I think, um, which we'll obviously get to in a bit. Uh, but I think there's there's plenty to get to. So again, a lot of games with teams. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of teams with, with lots to play for still, but lots of games with teams in the in and around the same areas playing each other and stuff. So some some good stuff to get into, but yeah, very hard. Yeah, well, uh, well, I made my notes. I'm into a new jotter tonight, Baz. This could be the lucky jotter. Uh, another brand new jotter. I've got this. How many jotters I've got on the go here, Baz? Uh, this is great audio for anyone not listening. Look, consecutive six. six. Yeah, I've got a little purple one. All of those. I mean, I've. Uh, if, if, I watched you. Uh, yeah, yeah. On the on the main sports gambling podcast the other day. I all right. Yeah. You are getting a bit of grief for the uh, the jotters, aren't you? <laughs> for my old-fashioned, yeah. They're all sitting there with spreadsheets and shit like that. And I'm sitting here, old school, like with a ledger. Um, well, it's MLB opening day today, so my other hat um, is the host of the MLB Gambling Podcast. And honestly, today, at this baseball, I'd be better off working down a mine bus. I mean, I know it's a bit of a first-world problem, but I'd be, it's been absolutely relentless. Um, I had to take about seven hours to set nine different fantasy lineups uh, to set my DraftKings lineup, uh, then to make the picks, then put all the picks in tally site. Uh, you're trying to catch up with Moonaf and all the boys, get in the Discord channel, and then you've actually got to try and watch some as well to try and work out what's going on. Honestly, relentless. Um, and then I think this the, the Premier League now, Baz, we've got, what, 10, 10 games left for some teams, 10, 11, 12 games left. So we've kind of, that little international break, 
it's just taking us into the into the home straight now, and it's a it's a charge for the finish line. We've got Arsenal, Man City going for it. You've then got Manchester United uh, down to probably Brentford down in eighth, going for the Champions League places, and then you've got a proper bum fight for relegation. Uh, Crystal Palace in 12th with 27 points, down to Southampton in 20th with 23 points. So you could throw a blanket over those teams all the way down there. Nine teams involved in that. Um, yeah, and it's absolutely go time. So uh, now's the time, Baz. Things are looking up. The new Jota, I think, uh, could be the key to us um, picking loads of winners between now and the end of the season. Um a little recap of what happened this week then. I can't even... It feels like forever ago. What do you say, Thursday? I don't know what we covered this week. It's been, a, it's been absolutely weird. Like, um, Well, very, I very picked some winners, players. I mean, I went two out of three. I picked three. Picked three international games. I went two for three. So I think I'm claiming five and a half out of seven um, over the... Uh, over the two shows that we did the international and um, Georgia double chance wasn't that wasn't a fancy price but Georgia did alright actually um, that shafted you a little bit because you put Norway and everything um, I took Croatia to win which was a good pick happy with that that was a great price but then Spain proceeded directly onto the shit list um, it looks like they picked the team out of a hat buzz I wasn't really sure what was going on when I saw the lineups. It's like that bloke, like just put all Spanish footballers in a hat. We'll pick eleven out and we'll go and see if they can beat Scotland. Um, Scott McTominay turned into prime uh, Dixie Dean for a couple of weeks. Scored two against Cyprus at the weekend. Scored two more against Spain. No idea what Spain were doing. And then what made it even funnier was they came out and whinged about it. Uh, Rodri said Scotland played horrible football and time wasted. Someone else said the grass was too long. I mean, there's no better than when you shove it up those fancy dance like. So yeah, well done to Scotland. Happy with that. Uh, but it, well, that was a loser for me. And we had them in most of our parlays as well. Um, yours was a bit of a struggle down the lower leagues, Baz, but I think you finished strong. We're a bit of a shit sandwich, but you got out of, you got out of it with a win on Wednesday. Yeah, we made made four picks. I mean, the disappointing one was Barnsley. I fancied the goals in that one. Went with Barnsley goals and in hindsight, kicking myself a little bit because I did say, I thought Exeter were playing well. would make a bit of a fight of it, but I thought Barnsley would, would then need the goals to win the game and, the, and they'd get them. Um, had we have laddered the total goals, you know, you got up to 3.5 and, and a decent price. Uh, so that wasn't any good. Um can't even think what we had. Walsall Wimbledon, I went for the draw. Uh, there'd been a long history of draws in, in games for both of those teams. Uh, that didn't come in. Uh, but on the plus side, we had, um, we faded Chef Wed. Um, despite the fact Chef Wed had, um, you know, been on this massive unbeaten run recently, they'd shown signs of, of wobbling. Um, and I said, away from home at four to six, you just couldn't back Chef Wed at that price, and that turned out to be the case. They were two 0 down. Uh, came back late on and drew two two, but we took Cheltenham on the double chance market. Um, I can't off the top of my head tell you what the other game was. I picked uh, another winner. I've got it all written down. I'm going to have to talk to one of your jotters, though, Baz. Yeah, I bet you will. Um, where did we have? Come on, you can do it. All right, we can do it. Let's have a look. Captain Insano's in the chat, can he not remember? Come on, Captain, that's why we pay you the <laughs> money. Um, 
Cheltenham, Walsall, Crawley, Grimsby, under two and a half. Yeah, under 2.5, Crawley, Grimsby. Yeah, I think it went nil-nil all the way through to about an hour in. Uh, there was a late one, made it 2-0 and gave me a little bit of a sweat on that one. Uh, but that was a winner. So two from four, uh, plus money on the chef. I had one just under even money on the other. So probably a break even for me. Paul, I mean, it was a begrudging Paul. I didn't want anything to do with this. Football. <laughs> um, I was forced you into bed, Buzz. You were forced into picking things. I picked France in the handicap. I picked Norway. I picked Spain. Uh, just absolute shite. But I made it quite clear before I picked that that I had no interest in this international <laughs> slate. So if anyone followed that, then you, you're not listening. It was really, really hard work. You see, your fancy computer bars wouldn't have remembered Crawley versus Grimsby, would it? Eh? Got to rely on my it, hard copy. I was, oh, I was is it though? Uh, yeah, you see. I had it to hand, ready in the ledger, Baz. In the ledger, um, in the ledger yeah. So, yeah, we can get back to some just, uh, proper football yeah, now. You can before we move on to football. Uh, yes, a highlight from today, Malcolm. On, on oh Twitter. shit, this yeah. was a highlight. Yeah, I, I managed to get five minutes out of my busy day to laugh my cap off at this. Go on, tell the people what happened. I hope, he, I hope he's, I hope he's listening. Uh, one of our listeners, um, who I don't think we've had any interaction with before, tagged us uh, in a tweet today. So it was Chips Ahoy three three seven on Twitter tagged us in a clip. It was a clip of a sitcom called Early Doors. Um, and it was an old, uh, this old bloke, and his head under a towel and he lifts it up. Uh, <laughs> and he's feeling ill, you know, he's like death warmed up, full of ill with a cold. And his wife turns around and says, do you want me to make you some chocolate egg in a cup? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and the guy turns around, he's like, chocolate egg in a cup? Why do you always offer that when I'm ill? She went, it's a cure. It worked for my mom. It worked for her mom. Uh, but the, the, the clip, and it was great that somebody spotted that and thought of us um, and, and shared it out. So cheers for that, Chips Ahoy. Um, but yeah, if you haven't yeah, seen that was clip, funny. you should get over to our Twitter, at SGPN Premier, and have a look at it, because uh, we have retweeted it out. And it just made me laugh. I was sat in the office today, and I'd seen that, and I sort of put my phone in the ear to listen to it, and then start laughing and realised I, I needed to move away from my desk, because it was a bit... Uh, Bit unprofessional. Yeah, that was funny. Was I, I've never really watched Early Doors before, but I, oh, I think yeah. I've probably seen about five little clips of it. And every time it looks right on my street because it's it's quite northern, isn't it? It looks very northern and it's quite gentle and old fashioned. And it looks like the sort of thing um, I would get involved with. And if that clip was anything to go by, because just the bloke's general uh, patter was very funny. Like he absolutely uh, he he gave his missus loads of stick. Um, Baz has disappeared again. He doesn't want to start this. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he hasn't. He's back. Uh, you're freezing up again, there, Baz. After um, after the yeah. gremlins some the other night. I was just. Sitting it's all right. Still. You're back. Are we sitting still? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting still, being quiet. What a good boy. I'm, I'm still handicapping the Everton Spurs game. I was looking at. Oh, right, okay. He's handicapping <laughs> on the fly. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do this. I'd read Baz. Give you another thirty to forty seconds to uh, right, no, to get that Everton Spurs game. That time. Yeah, Everton are going to win. By the way, uh, WinBet is the official online sports pick of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour. Every Thursday from 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern Time, June WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. March Madness is here. 
Loads of ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today, receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, our DJ interview at the biggest long shot poll of the week. You get a $1,000 free credit. Uh, loads to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. The Masters competition. If you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim, Watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay in Circle Las Vegas to hang out with the boys. The contest is completely free. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. Uh, if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using the promo code SGP15. And the final four watch party has gone virtual. You can hang out with the boys on the YouTube channel uh, for the entire Saturday of final four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast and tune in on Sunday. Uh, YouTube.com is indeed a very good place to to watch all the um, all the network shows, including ours, um, which is what YouTube.com slash at Premier League Gambling Podcast, where you can get in the chat. Uh, have a bit of crack. So Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Saturday lunchtime is a very, very big game, Baz. Um, probably the biggest game of the weekend, or the Newcastle game might rival it, which is 12.30 um, UK time, which is a 7.30 Eastern time. The clocks have gone back to normal, thankfully. Um, so we're back. I can work this out. Manchester City take on Liverpool at the Etihad. Manchester City are 4-7, to seven, minus 175. The draw is 7-2, plus 350. Liverpool are 4-1. So, yeah, great start of the week. We're not easing ourselves in with Crystal Palace or any anyone like that. We're bang, uh, hit the ground running here. Um, I think the key to the game here, like you instinctively think big game, and I think it, it's because of how Liverpool have been and Manchester City over the last three or four years. And you instinctively think, oh, yeah, it goes 3-2, 4-2. What's going to happen here? The key to the game for me, once I'd looked at all the available uh, info, was Liverpool's away form. Um, and it's pretty bad. Uh, they lost 1-0 at Bournemouth. Uh, 0-0 versus Palace. 3-0 defeat at Wolves. Uh, they won 2-0 at Newcastle. But I don't think they were the better team. Uh, they played most of that game against 10 men uh, and weren't great. They've picked up 12 points in 13 away games. Um, yeah, they, they, they flash at home occasionally. Uh, they had the mad 7-0 against Manchester United. So, yeah, your instinct is to take the goals. Um, however, three of Man City's last four have been under two and a half. Five of six um, for Liverpool have gone under two and a half as well. It's a Saturday lunchtime game. Notoriously slow, uh, slow burners they are. A uh, little bit of injury news as well. Phil Foden is out for Manchester City for a little while. Uh, doesn't really... I mean, takes the edge off them slightly, but um, Riyad Mahrez, they've got plenty of options who can come in and do a job. Uh, the other one is Haaland, though. Haaland missed international break. We've got a couple of players who've done this. Whether or not he missed it legitimately uh, through injury or it was a bit of a poxy excuse and they just wanted to rest him a little bit. He's rated 50-50 officially. I'll show my arse in Phoenix window, Baz, if he doesn't play here. Um, but I liked all those unders um, and I like the price because I think the bookies' instincts um, introduced the over. So I'm going to take the under two and a half goals here, Baz. Price of plus 120. Right. Uh, well, I've went with my instinct, Malcolm. 
Oh, instinct. And I've went the exact opposite of you. Um, Great. Helpful start for the listeners. Yeah. I had a feeling this would happen, to be honest. I I felt you would go the other way. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Man City won the last one, didn't they? 3-2 in the Carabao Cup. That was the first game back after the World Cup. Really, really entertaining game, actually. Prior to that, Liverpool have had the edge uh, in the head-to-head. So Liverpool winning the previous three. And they're unbeaten in five against Man City before that cup defeat. Um, it isn't the same Liverpool team as it has been in the last couple of years. And, and I think City are strong enough at home here. Um, they've lost just one all season. And only one draw as well. Everything else at home was a, was a win. Um, but I just thought, I keep it simple, I think the head-to-head between them is, is always full of goals. Six of the last seven have gone over 3.5 um, between these two teams. And eight of the last ten. So it's not just a short sort of snapshot. It's it's gone on for a few years where there's been goals galore in these games, and I don't see it being any different. I know you've picked up a few games lately where Man City have have had lower scoring games. I mean, they've kept five clean shoots in a row now, and that that seemed to happen around the time where we said Man City could never keep a clean sheet. Um, as soon as we mentioned that, they've kept five of them. Um, <laughs> But Liverpool tend to be better against the bigger sides. Away from home, they haven't been great. But they have beaten Man City already this season. They've beat Man United, beat Spurs, they've beat Newcastle twice. Liverpool do tend to play better and turn up in these games. Certainly this season, that's been the way. They've lost most of their points in their shitty games where they expected to walk away with it. Games games like you know Brighton's, Wolves, Bournemouth, stuff like that. Um so, yeah, I think Liverpool will, will contribute here, and I think over three and a half goals. I think Man City will win it, but I'll take the over 3.5 at 13 to 8. I think it's fair enough. Um, I think we'll see plenty of goals. As you say, no help at all for the listeners. But <laughs> go to the instant. Well, we're just seeing the help us. We've made both sides of the argument. It's up to them now, you isn't know, it? Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to happen, don't you? It's going to finish on bang on three goals. Two. Yeah, yeah, 2-1. Nobody's a winner. No, <sighs> nobody ever wins. Uh, we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs where we are. There are one, two, three, four, five of those. First up is Arsenal against Leeds. Arsenal are three to ten, minus three thirty-three. Draw five to one. Leeds um, plus seven fifty. Um, in fact, out to eight to one now. Leeds um, drifted. Little drift since I handicapped this earlier on. Uh, Baza, can you make any case for Leeds or how, how are you approaching this one? Arsenal's short at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm not able to make a case for Leeds, I don't think. I mean, Arsenal are on a six-game winning streak in the league now, um, scored 19 goals in those six games and, and really been firing in the last few outings. Um, I mean, Leeds have improved slightly under Grassi, haven't they? They've picked up seven points yeah. from the, the last 15 available. But they're still leaking goals easy enough. They've only had one clean sheet in the last 10 games. Uh, last two games out, Wolves and Brighton both put two past them. Um, and I looked at Arsenal handicap. They've won by a two-goal or more margin seven times this season at home. Um, and, and I look at the teams they've done that again. So they've, they've beat Palace, Everton, West Ham, Leicester, Forest, all by two or more. They're all teams in a very similar position to Leeds. And I just, I just think they could follow that pattern. Uh, so I'm going for this, a similar outcome. I think Arsenal on the handicap is okay here, given the form they're in. Uh, got between the th- Arsenal minus 1.5 on the handicap is available at 4 to 5, so minus 125. Uh, and that's a pick for me. 
Okay, down Arsenal minus one and a half for Baza. Yeah, um, yeah, you mentioned those goals, Baz. Four three three four one four um in the last six games, and they've got the best home record in the league. Um, so yeah, it's hard to pick a, a hole in that. Really, the the key here is what can Leeds contribute to the game. Um, they had that mad, mad four two at Wolves, a two two v Bournemouth. So they're kind of back on brand. Um, to this kind of mad uh, Bielsa leads and. The over two and a half is very, very short. Uh, the bookies are on to us. But I'm happy to give Leeds a goal here, Baz. Um, I think, yeah, I think you could be right. 3-1 uh, is, a, is a jumping off point, Arsenal. Uh, so, yeah, both teams to score for me. Uh, 19 to 20, minus 105. Uh, Bournemouth v Fulham, 3pm. Uh, Bournemouth are 14 to 9, plus 155. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 230. Fulham, 9 to 5. Plus 180. Uh, it's close on the books. You said earlier on, Baz, that this was a tricky slate to pick. And a lot of my notes start with a word like hard or tricky or difficult. Um, and this is one of those games. Um, Bournemouth have been a lot more competitive lately. Um, they say the little January signings they picked up. They've had a tough run of fixtures as well. Uh, they played Liverpool, although they beat them. They played Arsenal and Manchester City in three of the last four games. That 3-0 defeated Villa last time out was a proper red flag um, because that was that was a game really that they had to take advantage of having come off that tricky run and they got humped 3-0. I think Fulham is starting to regress eventually. Um, I think they could be in for a tricky end to the season. Um, the heart is be interesting to see how they bounce back from unraveling, a very public unraveling against Manchester United in the FA Cup. Uh, Mitrovic, as a result, is banned um, and he's a big part of what they do. It's tight. I think the draw is very, very live here. Um, uh, plus 230. This could easily be a 1-1. One, one. Um, but I've gone for the under two and a half goals, but I didn't write down the price. It strikes me as it might be a little bit short. Uh, oh, no, it's all right. Four to... Four to five. Um, and Baz is now going to tell you exactly why this is going to go over two and a half goals by the sounds of it. I mean, I've, I've wrote it down. It is a really, really difficult game. Um, and as I say, there's, there's, there are lots, lots of them here where I just, I've really struggled. I don't think I've got many money line picks at all. Um, I haven't to look for different ways of sort of skinning the cat here. Um, but Bournemouth, uh, you know, haven't, as you say, showed some signs of improvement. Um, with wins against Wolves, Liverpool, draw against Newcastle, pushed Arsenal right to the wire, uh, but then they went and got beaten well and truly by by Villa last time out, um, and that sort of knocks your confidence in them a little bit. Um, and as you say, Fulham have, have have now hit three straight defeats, including the cup game against Man United. Brentford um, beat them. I can't remember who the other one was in the league now, but anyway, three defeats in a row. Uh, prior to that, they were on a seven-game unbeaten streak and and going well. So it could it could be as you see, I think everyone expected them to drop off at some point. Um, and I just I, I can't pick a winner between the two. I don't know what to expect from Bournemouth at the moment. And I just thought looking at the goals, Fulham games have gone over two point five three of the last four. Um, and I think you've always got a chance with the overs in a Bournemouth game as they've got comfortably the worst defensive record in the league. They've let in 56 goals in 27 games. Um, with a defensive record like that, you're always giving yourself a chance. Um, and I, I think the over 2.5 at evens plus 100 is 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 the one for me. 
so yeah, we're on opposing sides again. Okay, um, that's all right, Buzz. Again, it's uh, it's all good information uh, for the people. I think we might have to ban baseball talk in the comment section, Buzz, because there's far too much baseball chat going on in there at the minute. Um, multi-sport DGENs assemble um, over two and a half goals, and for Buzz. Next game, this is a good one. Um, Brighton against Brentford. Uh, Brighton are the favourites, four to six, minus one fifty. Draws three to one. Brentford are four to one. Baz, how are you seeing this one? It is a good one, but it's another difficult one. <laughs> just mm, yeah, everyone, it really I, is. Everyone, everyone I looked at, every one of these games, you just look. Where do you start with it? Um, Brighton playing well, flying a game, four games unbeaten, still well in the hunt for the top four places. Uh, but Brentford are still on the same points as them, still hanging around. They've played two games more. Um, so, you know, everyone's about Brighton still being in the race. But Brentford on on far behind. Um, they're also in really good form. They've only lost once in the last 12 league games since the World Cup. Uh, it's another one where I've really struggled to pick a winner. Um, Brighton are scoring again lately. Um, the, the forwards are really clicking on. They've got Mitoma. Um, Solly March, McAllister, um, all chipping in with the goals. Ferguson's another one. Just seem to have loads of options at the moment. Um, really, really scoring well. And Brentford as, as well. They've only been shut out twice in the last fifteen league games. Uh, so I think for me, both teams to score. Yeah, um, it's a little bit short. It's three to four. Uh, but looks a good play to me. So both teams to score Brighton v Brentford uh, at around three to four. You're on mute, Malcolm. That's the first time in months I've done that, Buzz. Um It's because I'm drinking my tea and I always put myself on mute when I'm having a little sleep on my tea so when I, no one has to listen to this. You see, because that's unpleasant. And then I forgot to unmute myself. No, goals is your jumping off point for this game. Again, instinctively, you're thinking, right, uh, where can I go around the goals? And I did the same thing um, uh, for the same reasons you've just um, you've just given up. I knew Captain Sinos would have called me a buffoon in the comments. Then. Very predictable, uh, but also correct. They're really inconsistent right. in terms of results and like trends as well. Uh, they've both won three, drawn four, and lost one of the last eight games. Like so, it's really hard to know where to go with any of that. Um, I ended up here, Baz. I found some nice little stats on first half goals. Um, over one and a half first half goals in forty four percent of Brighton's games. That's quite a lot. That's nearly half, Baz. Hashtag maths, isn't it? Um, over one and a half goals, Baz, in 44% of Brentford's games. That's almost nearly half, Baz. Um, so over one and a half first half goals is eight to five plus 160. Um, and both teams to score in the first half is Burlington Bertie, 130 plus 333. So yeah, um, a little bit more of a maverick pick there. Some um, Markets we don't often dip into. So over one and a half first half goals, and I'll take both teams to score as well. Uh, price of plus 333. Uh, I like that, Buzz. I was quite pleased with myself when I when I dug those out. Um oh, sugar. I'm gonna tell you about 
underdog fantasy now. Uh, underdog fantasy continue. Um, what do they continue to do? Um, bring the uh, March Madness uh, college pick'em competition is the answer. Um, it's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, they'll be absolutely buzzing um, that they've paid good money for that read. Um, next up is the three o'clock game between Crystal Palace and Leicester City, um, which is a 10 a.m. kickoff time. Um, Crystal Palace are six to four plus 150. The draw is nine to four plus 225. Leicester are 19 to 10. Um, plus 190. So another close one on the books, struggling to split them. Um, you get up the little the little stats page here, and there's lots of red in it. There's red everywhere, Baz, because they both keep getting beat. Um, Crystal Palace appointed a new up-and-coming manager last week in fucking 99-year-old Roy Hodgson. I mean, did we talk about this last week on the international yeah, I think, bit? But I think I still, it's still head-scratching. He's 78 years old, like... Um, I can't see a, a bounce. Palace are rubbish. I, I just can't see a new manager bounce. We often factor in a new manager bounce. I'm just not having it, Baz. I don't know what he can do any differently. Um, I don't know. It's, re- it's a really, really hard one. Leicester is struggling, but their away form is okay. They're actually about halfway up the away form table. Um, James Madison is fit. Yeah, we mention him every week when he handicapped Leicester because he's absolutely pivotal for them. Um, Madison got a game for England on Tuesday night. I think Leicester are good enough to win this. I think they're better than Palace and I just don't know what Palace can do to get out this funk that they're in. Um, Roy Hudson might completely do something transformative, turn up and lay it on them and have them playing like Brazil, but I'm not buying it and he shouldn't be selling it, frankly. I'll take Leicester on the money line. Um, Leicester 19 to 10 plus 190 Baz should have done separate podcasts tonight well done. oh fuck it hell <laughs> <laughs> we've had two uh, weeks off Baz and it's gone to shit we were all in sync well, we were we were cool menstruating a couple of weeks ago and now let's I know I was going to say it wasn't that long ago there was lots of team rides in this week at all but it doesn't surprise me because as I say it's a really really hard slate of games and hard to know which way to come down and it doesn't surprise me that we've We've come down a different way on a few of these. I've wrote down, I think it's it's really hard to, to know how to handicap Palace here. Because we can look at the form and everything. 12 league games without a win, four defeats in a row. But the fixtures do turn a bit now. They, they have had a, a tough run of games, which I'd, I'd mentioned after Christmas. I knew they were going to come into this slump. Um, but now they've got a load of winnable games coming up. Um, and it's then, will, will Hodgson make a difference? Can he get them turned around quick enough? Who knows? But I think you have to factor in the change of management and, and there might be a slight uptick. Um, although, I, I get your point. Funnily enough, I was going to talk about this a bit at the end, but I think now is probably a good good time. Um, someone sent me something the other day about the new manager bounce and how it's an absolute myth. So is it? Really, yeah. Uh, uh, give a shout out to... Uh, a bit of mine, Philly Blackett, who shared this in a WhatsApp group, and it was a, a table showing changes of manager late in the season. 
and, and how what effect it had. So it was any manager who was replaced in March, April, May. Um, and the position, if you look at the position they were when they arrived and the position they were at the end of the season, yeah, there's um, two, four, six, I think there's about 20 on the list here. Um, of those 20, 14 of them didn't budge at all. They, they stayed in the exact same position as they were where they arrived. Three of them finished one position lower and three of them finished one position higher. So it, it just shows that these late changes late in the season, um, you know, you might get a bounce for one or two games, but the overall impact of them isn't proven to be... Uh, Massive, massively uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you're 14th in the table after 28 games, it's probably because you're the 14th best team in the league. Like, so unless something remarkable happens, um, it's not going to change. Which, like you say, it's it's kind of the one game bounce. Maybe I don't know what the stats are on that. So tell Philly so, Blackett yeah, so, to get some numbers on that, Baz. So there, there's a, there's a few here. I mean, there's a couple of Newcastle ones. Glenn Roder came in with Newcastle 13th. The finish. Uh, Joe Kinnear, we were 18, so we finished 18. Uh, but there's quite a few bottom of the league. Um, Remy God came in for Aston Villa when they were bottom of the league in 2016. He didn't move them anywhere. Um, same with Alan Pardew at West Brom. Chris Wilder at Chef Wed, uh, when he was, I think these are outgoing managers actually, the, the names I'm coming up with yeah. Uh, but yeah, good good information there to suggest the, the new, yeah, changing your manager at this time guarantees you absolutely. Nothing. Um, but yeah, going back to the game, I mean, Leicester's form isn't much better than Palace's. Uh, they've no win in five. Um, lost four of those, drawn one. And I think Palace's home form is a slight comfort for them. They've only lost one of the last five, drawn four of them. Uh, and the 1 0 defeat came against Man City. So there's not many teams going to Palace at the moment and winning or, or winning by any big margins or anything. Uh, so I'm going to take them to get something here. Um, I'm back in the bounce. I'm taking Palace to grab a win. I think Palace will be okay. I think they have got a nice run of games. I, I think they'll be safe enough to stay up. Um, it probably was the right time for a change. Whether Hodgson was the, the man to come in and, and take over is <laughs> questionable. Um, but I'll take them to get a win and start here. At 6-4, to four, I'm going to be, uh, be bold and take Palace to uh, a bit of home comfort and beat Leicester here. Okay, so that's definitely going to be a draw then, Baz, with me on Leicester in New one Palace. Uh, next up is the final three o'clock kickoff: Nottingham Forest against Wolves. Uh, Forest nineteen to ten plus one ninety. The draw twenty-one to ten plus two ten. Wolves thirteen to five plus one sixty. Again, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between the three outcomes here, Baz. So, um, what have you got? Um. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about Forest's home form all season, haven't we? Said the home and away are the two different sides. But I feel like that sort of comfort blanket at home for Forest is, is slipping. Uh, they've only won one of the last five, drawn two, lost two, uh, won one. And it, it just it feels like their season could be unravelling at the moment. Uh, I seen today Chris Wood is out for the season uh, oh, with a no. thigh injury just, just after <laughs> they, uh, they triggered the... The, the amount of games that meant they had to buy him from Newcastle. He's now injured and won't play for him the rest of the season. Brennan Jones oh, is out for the weekend. Uh, yeah. I think Aurier is a doubt, um, possibly Mangala. There's a few. They've got a lot of injuries around, uh, which shouldn't really be a problem because they've got about an 85-man squad, um, as we know. Um, 
But I thought they were very poor against us two weeks ago when I was there. And if they play like that, I think they'll continue to struggle from here on in. And I'm not sure that uh, their home form is going to get them out of it if they carry on like that. That said, I mean, Wolves haven't been great either. Just one win in six for them. Um, the win against Spurs came in the middle of four defeats and a draw. They've conceded 10 in the last six, including four against Leeds last time out. Um, and I've gone with a lot of goals picks tonight due to the difficulty with these games, and I'm doing exactly the same here. Wolves have only had one clean sheet in seven. Um, I think Forrest have to be getting something from games like this. Um, I think they can get on the score sheet, but I just don't think they'll keep Wolves out. Um, you know, If I had to have a lean on, on the money line, I would, I would go for Wolves at the prices. Um, I consider the both teams to score at, at evens. I think it's a good price. It's hit three in a row in, in Forest games lately. But then I know it's the price for the overs. Over 2.5 is 11 to 8, and I, I get why it is there. Um, but I think it's good enough for me. I, th- I think I think Forest have to come out and have a go at this game. They, they, they need something, and they need something quick. Um, just looking at the recent forms for the overs. So Forest games have hit four in a row, over 2.5. Wolves last two have both gone over 2.5. So 11-8, decent plus money bet there. Uh, over 2.5 goals for us, Wolves, as a play for me. Um, I'm absolutely stunned, Baz, you've gone over two and a half there, because I know um, you were kind of out on Forest. You, you watched them live a couple of weeks ago in the worst shite, and you've been out on Wolves for the last couple of months. Um, this has got draw written all over it, Baz. It's got 1-1 written all over it. Um Forest were poor against us. They are unravelling. I don't fancy them at all. Brennan Johnson's a big miss. They're not going to score goals. I quite like Emmanuel Dennis. Um, when Wolves kind of flattered to deceive, I thought they played all right at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then they had that horrible result against Leeds. But yeah, nailed on 1-1. I can't see any other outcome. So give me the draw, 21-10. Uh, 1-1 will be around about 5-1. to uh, If you fancy something a bit more exotic. Uh, the tea time game. Um, get you... Crumpets out, etc. is 5.30, which is 2.30 Eastern time. Kick-off between Chelsea and Aston Villa. Chelsea 4 to 6, minus 150. The draw 14 to 5, plus 280. Aston Villa 17 to 4, plus 425. Chelsea had a little mini revival. Um, this is League Chelsea, not Champions League Chelsea. Two, def- two different things. Uh, Premier League Chelsea had a little mini revival. Stalled a little bit with that 2-2 home draw with Everton uh, last time out where they got in front twice couldn't hold on to it um, I don't think Chelsea are out of the woods yeah I don't think that revival was a legit thing there's still um, a lot of consternation at what Graham Potter's doing and like I say that squad is so unreliable like, um, Aston Villa have won three of their last four and they played okay in defeats against Man City and Arsenal in the midst of all that I think Villa are live here Buzz. Um, Aston Villa, live dogs, 17 to 4, plus 425. I think Villa are going to win at a big price. Don't mind that at all. We're on the same page here. Good. Nice. Finally. First um, one. I said, last, I said last time out, I still couldn't have Chelsea. Uh, and I was right as Everton came away with a draw. And I faded, faded uh, Chelsea on that occasion. Um, prior bounce in all competitions. But that came after a six-game winless streak. And the two league wins they had weren't great performances for me. They did play well against Dortmund. 
Uh, we've talked about Chelsea in the Champions League being a, a different prospect and, and we have to sort of handicap them slightly differently to account for that. Um, but I still think the same as you. I think we can continue to fade them here. Villa continue to be in good form. They're on a four-game unbeaten streak, three wins and a draw. I just think they're in better form than Chelsea at the moment and I think they're a great price to win the game. I've got them down here at 9-2. to uh, But I have gone a little bit safer. I've taken them on a double-chance market, plus money still, 23-20, to 20, uh, yep. plus 150. For, for Villa on the double-chance, I think it's a, a great, bet, great bet. Yeah, that's um, that would have been my bet. Um if I was a big fanny as well. But um yeah, you're on the you're on the right lines there, Baz. Um next up, Sunday. We have two games on Sunday. The early game is two PM, which is nine AM Eastern Time. West Ham United against Southampton. Uh West Ham are thirteen to eighteen, minus one thirty eight. The draw thirteen to five, plus two sixty. Southampton are four to one. Baza, what you got for Sunday? So 18th the 20th of the league here, both in the bottom yep. three. Um, I think a lot of people would have been sitting saying West Ham are too good to go down, um, but they're exactly where they deserve to be at this point. Uh, and games will still, you know, they'll start running out soon. So if they don't start picking up points in games like this, they're going to be in trouble. But I, th- I think they might struggle here. Um, only three teams have scored less than West Ham in the league. Uh, they're not. They're not scoring many at all uh, but what they do have on the side is a decent defensive record generally best defence in the bottom half only conceded 34 in 26 games it's not a bad record when you consider their third bottom in the league um, and teams around them like Bournemouth have conceded 56 or something um, so Southampton have, have got just one win in their last five um, 3-3 against Spurs last time out uh, was was obviously a good result and they'd be buoyed by that I think they hit the unders five in a row Southampton before that Spurs game and the both teams to score no had hit five in a row there was a clean sheet one way or the other in five uh, Southampton games in a row before the Spurs one and the unders have also hit six of the last eight for West Ham um, they've, they've got two four nils in amongst that they won four nil one week lost four nil another week everything else around that was, was hitting the unders so I did have a lean towards the unders at four to five initially and I looked again at the money line and I just think West Ham are too short uh, and plus plus money for Southampton to get at least a point out of this game looks decent value for me you know, West Ham aren't winning many games they're, they're not playing particularly well Southampton will battle uh, and they can get something here. So coming off a good comeback where they get not a win, a draw against Spurs. I mean, Southampton also had the draw against Man United. Um, they beat Leicester recently. And there's no reason why they can't get something here. So Southampton, 21 to 20, just a smidge over even money. What, plus 105 on the double chance market. Uh, South chance for me. Um, you're definitely easing your way back in, Baz, aren't you? After this international break, gentle, gentle, slowly, slowly, catchy monkey, etc. Um, yeah, West Ham, that four nil win against almost, almost everything has been plus money tonight, Mark. I'm just so you know, so you know, yeah, that's all right. Uh, good. Um, yeah, West Ham's only win was that we had four nil against Forest. Um, the Southampton form is really hard to evaluate because. Um, they got a weird win at Chelsea who were trying to get Potter the sack. They then got a draw against 10-man Man United and then they came back against Tottenham who were trying to 
get Conte the sack or Conte was trying to get himself the sack. Um, so they keep playing teams and picking up points at really good times. So I don't know how like authentic it is. However, call back West Ham at that price, you'd be a maniac. They might win, uh, but they won't be winning with my money on. Um, I think Southampton, we've done the same, exactly the same thing, Baz, for the second game running. Um, I take Southampton on the money line here at 4-1 um, and you take them on the double chance. So yeah, one of these is uh, one of these is going to come in. Uh, if not both, but yeah, four to one is just far too big for Southampton. They've been they've been pretty lively, like so. I'm happy to take the the four to one dog again. Um, I was struggling to find some dogs early on, and then um, as we got towards the end of this card, I went dog crazy. Like, um, four thirty um, p.m. kickoff, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time is a game that we will be at Baza. It is Newcastle United against Manchester United. Newcastle are oh, plus one forty. Uh, the draw is um, so that's seven to five Newcastle. The draw is twelve to five plus two forty Manchester United, and nine to five plus one eighty. Again, third or fourth game on this card, very very tight. Um, Baz, what are the first three words I've written here on my notes? You can do this, Baz. Well, I, I tell you what, the first three words. Well, I've got four words. Quite All right. Get. All <laughs> oh, right, now the first three words I've written. Come on, you can do it, Baz. It's, it's, it's obvious. No, no, epic fail. The first three words I've written down are fuck Man United. Um, the revenge game is well and truly on here. Uh, Newcastle playing better. Um, Isaac is in form, has livened um, Newcastle up a little bit. Um, Joe Linton's back as well from his two game suspension. Manchester United have Casemiro missing. Uh, Rashford is in the same boat as Haaland earlier on. Um, and the, he might have a, a tactical injury, which kept him out of the England games. Um, again, I'll show my arse for a second time. No, if, way. Um, no way Rashford is injured. Fuck all along with him. Yeah, yeah 100% does win. I'll show my arse if he doesn't play. Um, they, were, they made some poxy video watching it. Uh, he was training by himself the other day, running in and out of... Um, in and out of cones, <laughs> Nick's in the chat. Be, said, here come the say, black and white glasses. Because <laughs> Nick's a Man United fan. Ah, good. Nick on our, he was involved in the chat last time. I had a look at him on Twitter to see where he was from. Uh, I noticed he was a Man United fan. So, yeah, be, be careful, Malcolm. This is completely and utterly independent and... Um, What's the word? Diplomatic uh, handicap and Nick. You'll thank us on Sunday when you when you're in the queue to pick your winnings up. Uh when you when your bank balance settles. Um yeah, Rashford will play. That's a load of bollocks. Um it's a late game on Sunday. It's gonna be a little bit louder, it's gonna be a bit more boisterous. Everyone's got time for an extra couple of pints. Um Newcastle could go back above them um if they win. And the key piece of information here, Baz is that I had a dream last night. We beat them 2-0. <laughs> um, also in the dream, I'd taken both the guinea pigs to the match as well, and they were in my coat pockets. So the oh, accuracy of this... I'm going to have to bring them now. I've got no choice, have I? <laughs> so I'll be... It's St. James's Park with a guinea pig in each pocket. Um, so there you go. Newcastle on the money line for me, plus 140, uh, and the 2-0 win is 12-1, to Baz. <laughs> Christ. Um, I mean, first thing for me to say... <laughs> Is uh, fortunately all kids football. We've got I've got nothing this weekend, so I'll be in Newcastle hey. nice and early. So definitely out for a pre-match pint. Um, Beautiful. Some kid kid friendly because I've got the twelve-year-old daughter with me. But uh, give me a shout about where you're going to be, and we'll, we'll definitely catch it. We've got the strippers. Um, 
Yeah, she'll love all that. Um, I, wrote, <laughs> I don't like it, and I don't want to make a pick on it because I just don't want it. I'm more of a pessimist. Um, I, I generally, I can't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't back Newcastle. Yeah, I just. I don't like it. I mean, the thing that stands out to me is the Man United price. I think a two, almost two to one for Man United is a good price. I'm surprised that they're underdogs. I must admit, when I first came to look at that, yeah, that's. What, I think that the odds are, are more skewed in our favour than I expected. Um, as I say, I can't back it at that price, but I wouldn't discourage anyone else from backing it at two to one almost. In fact, I'm sure you'll be able to get two to one if you if you shop around for a team that's won eleven, drawn three, and lost only once in the last fifteen. Two to one against anyone is a, is a decent price. Um, Honestly, I just didn't know what to do with it. So I've, I've had to go very random and I've, I've been for the cards. Thinking about the cup, cop out. Cup He's copped out. I've copped out entirely. I can't, I can't do it. I, I just don't know what... I don't know. Honestly, if, if, if I wasn't a new as a fan, I would probably be tipping something in, in Man United's direction at the prices. Um, but the cards, I mean, at Wembley, it was a, a tetchy game. Plenty of needle in it. You know, cup games can lead lend themselves to that a bit more. So, so it's not to say it'll be the same game. But there was nine cards in the fixture at Wembley. Um, there was four in the reverse fixture, the nil-nil earlier in the season. Big game for both teams. This, I think, Manu fans would have probably thought, and I think most of us did, that they were off and away in third place, uh, and everyone else was scrapping around for fourth. Um, but if Newcastle can get some in this weekend, suddenly, you know, Newcastle and, and the teams around are are scrapping over the third and fourth place and there's there's two teams two spots up for grabs, you know, so I'd like it, but we'll we'll see. Um over four and a half cards, still at the short, eight to eleven. Which one I'm prepared to ladder up a little bit, take the uh the five and a half and the six and a half. I get it's a complete cop out. Um but it's it's all I can do, I'm afraid, on this occasion. So give me the cards. Over four point five cards in the Newcastle Man United game. Julian he's always good for a card. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Anthony will get kicked all over the place by Dan. Dan he will get a card. <laughs> um, Sam Maximan will draw someone into a foul. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's cards. There's cards in it. Eight, eight to eleven for four and a half, and then ladder it up. They take the five and a half, six and a half. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, Nick Rickens, um, Man United, different team without Casemiro. Uh, early goal for Newcastle, and the wheels can come off. Um, is the handicap from Nick? So yeah, fingers crossed, Nick. Super, super Scott McTominay these days, any you know, a gold machine, put, yeah. Put Spain to the sword the other day. Um, I think I might have read he might have an injury doubt as well, but who cares? I'm not too bothered about. Oh, okay, I know he's been uh, linked to Newcastle quite heavily in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I um, I don't know what to make of that, but hopefully, um. Yeah, hopefully we get someone a little bit more exciting. Uh, one more game then, Monday night. Um, we've got a Monday night game. The, the next show will be on Monday night because Megan Baz will be out full of beer uh, celebrating the win on Sunday. So there'll be no show on Sunday. So we'll probably do this show roundabout as the final whistle goes. It's the 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Everton and Tottenham. Uh, Everton are 12 to 5 plus 240. The door 23 to 10 plus 230. Uh, Tottenham 6 to 5 plus 120. Another game where all three outcomes are plus money. Um, I think that's probably our fourth, probably a record, I reckon, Baz, uh, for tight games. But Everton Tottenham, um, you've just handicapped this on the fly. So what did you get? 
Yeah, I was running late and didn't want to get grief for being late again. So I, D- I he didn't want to have to say that he didn't have to put his pound in the pot. The fine system. This is evidence yeah. working. It's working. So I turned up here having handicapped only nine games, and I've literally been scribbling a few notes down on uh, on Everton Spurs as we go. Um, Everton Spurs. So yeah, it'll be quite brief. This uh, Everton unbeaten in the last unbeaten in the last three. Um, had draws with Chelsea and Forest, and a win v Brentford. Spurs continue to be all over the place. One draw, one win, one loss in their last three. So I started looking here at the respective home and away forms. And that's that's what's pushed me towards my pick. Everton with three wins from the four home games recently. Uh, all of these have been 1-0. Spurs, five without a win now on the road. They've had one draw and four defeats in their last five away games. They're just terrible on the road. Um so I haven't got much more than that, but I just think uh, Everton look a good price. Um, gone a little bit off the ladies' menu again, but Everton on the draw no bet market um, <laughs> at eleven to eight. It's another plus money yeah. winner, Malcolm. Just just take your plus money and, and off you go. You can oh, laugh yeah. all you want, um, but yeah, Everton I think can get something at home. Uh, that the home form has been okay since Dyche arrived. Uh, Tottenham I don't think are suddenly going to turn into workers. Now that Ryan Mason and whatever Scala, I didn't even know his name. Scalini's, I don't know. That, that Italian bloke, he's he's not going to suddenly have them fire on all cylinders. Uh, so yeah, I'll take Everton to get something. Draw no bet. Eleven to eight, Everton. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if you've taken Everton, draw no bet, bars. What's my bet? You're going to take them on the money line at 12 to 5, I would imagine. It's the exact correct answer. I'll tell you what, people think this shit happens by accident, but um, yeah, I didn't bring anything up to look at here. Um, Tottenham are in complete disarray. I don't know how this Italian fella's meant to take over from his best mate, who completely and utterly hung out to dry and fired. And what's he meant to do? Walk into a press conference and say, what? Like, it's a ridiculous, it's an absolutely preposterous situation. Um, and if there was one team in the league to take advantage at home under the lights on a Monday night of a team in shambles, it's Everton. This is completely and utterly in Everton's wheelhouse. This is exactly what they'll score in the fourth minute and win 1 0. That's it, done. Uh, easy. Everton on the money line for me. Um, and I think that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, is all 10 games handicapped. Uh, so now we get to the juicy stuff, Baz. Um, dogs, parlays, scorers, what you got? Uh, we'll start with scorer. I'm going for Solly March from Brighton. Ooh. Uh, I think Brighton Brentford game has got potential for goals. Solly March has scored in his last three for Brighton. I mean, the goals are coming from all over the place for, for Brighton at the moment. But Solly March is a decent price. Um there's several players. I mean, Matoma's shorter than him. McAllister, Welbeck, Undav, Ferguson. Solly March is available at eleven to four. That's his scored scored in his last three games for them. Uh, I think it's a decent price. So that's that's the goal scorer for me for this week. Okay, my goal scorer is um, he's the best player in the league. But it's Kevin De Bruyne, uh, big game player. Um, he's the best player for Manchester City. For some reason, they've fannied about with him all season. Um, Ten to one to score first. 130 to score at any time. Um, I think he's going to get this done at the weekend. So, KDB for me. Um, who? What's your dog, Baz? Uh, the dog's a tricky one. Um, 
because I have options. I'm going to go with Aston Villa at 17-4. That was my first nice. instinct with Aston Villa. I think Everton are genuinely uh, worth a go, potentially as well. Um, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Villa as my underdog for this week. Okay, I had quite a few confused. So, like I said, ended up dog crazy at the end. But I think my safest play. Um, is the one that you were on the other side of. I, I like Leicester here at 19 to 10. I just can't see why Palace would be any different. Um, in fact, I could see them being worse. So, yeah, absolutely could be wrong here, but Leicester at 19 to 10 for me. Um, and uh, Parley, Baz? Parley, uh, uh, scraping the barrel a bit this week. Really, really nothing. I jumped off the page, uh, but I've come with a few of the picks that, I, that I've got uh, and just trebled them up. I've come with the... the Best one, I think, is Arsenal in the handicap, uh, minus 1.5 at 4-5. to five. Both teams to score Brighton, Brentford at 3-4. to four. And the one that you didn't like, which is Forest Wolves, to go over 2.5 goals. Okay. That's 11-8, so it pushes us right up to around 13-2. to 6.5-1, plus 6.50 for the treble. So Arsenal, minus 1.5 handicap. Both teams to score Brighton, Brentford, and over 2.5 goals in the Forest v Wolverhampton game. Okay, um, I've got a life changer, Baz, for everyone this week. Um, so look at 15 slash Yankee. Um, if you're a UK punter, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, if you're an American punter, you're kind of round robins and upwards, maybe. I'm going to give four teams out. Um, the teams are Leicester at 19 to 10, Aston Villa at 17 to 4, Southampton at 4 to 1. In Everton at 12 to 5. Uh, the fourfold, 14 parlay, pays 258 to 1. Uh, the doubles pay um, 10 to 1 for the skinniest, up to 26 to 1 for the most fancy, and the trebles pay anything in between. Um, so, yeah, one pound, lucky 15, uh, 50 pence Yankee, something like that. Uh, we'll get that 258 to 1 winner over the line with all the four dogs. Baz, do you love a bit of that? Don't mind that. I mean, I tried something similar a few weeks ago and got nowhere with it. I think I got one winner, one draw, um, nothing out of it. But I don't, I don't mind it. There's, there's some good. I like Southampton. To be fair, you know, I've gone with Villa over Chelsea. I think Southampton. And at almost a similar price, I, I think I'll probably yeah. better shout. To be fair, um, I have got one more other thing I was going to put out, and it, it follows yeah, on from my recent recent foray. Into the EFL, yeah. There was one thing that I've that I enjoyed that that hit and hit well, uh, and that was the Salford goals and the play again tomorrow night. So Friday night game, Salford versus Stockport. Um, and I mentioned that I went with the goals last week. Salford have hit um, six of the last seven have gone over two point five, and five of those seven also went over three point five. Um, and I mean, if you want to go further, they've got a couple that went over. 6.5. Recent games for Salford, 3-1, 3-1, 4-3, 3-1. That's the last four. Um, they then had a 1-1, 5-2, 2-1. So both teams to score hits every week. The overs hits very frequently. They've got one, one, one drawn there. Just goals. And, and I looked at the price and it's plus money again. Plus 115, 23-20 for over 2.5 goals in that game. You look at the other side of it, I just think the Salford, and it's not because Salford are scoring loads all the time, they're just as capable of conceding. Um, so I think 
I'll take the over 2.5, over 3.5s at 3 to 1, and over 4.5 is at 8 to 1. So Salford versus Stockport, goals galore. I mean, you, if you look at the other side of it, you'll see that Stockport managed to keep it tight all of the time. Um, but there's no reason why. I mean, it's a big game for, for both teams as well. They're, they're fifth and sixth in the league. Um, a, a win probably gets them safely into the into the playoffs and, and pushes them a little bit towards the third spot. Whoever wins the game might, might have a little bit of a, an eye on an automatic promotion spot. So, big game. Back the goal, Stockport, Salford. Okay, nice, Baz. Deep dive uh, into League Two. Uh, love a little bit of that. And um, yeah, that's it. Well done, everyone. Uh, cheers for joining us in the YouTube. Like I say, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, it's now a $1 fine for any baseball comments from now on. They'll go in the same pot as when Baz turns up late. Um, Baz, thank you very much. You done? I'm all done, yeah. I'm off to try some more egg in a cup. Egg in a cup. I will uh, see you on Sunday for beers, if not before. Um, very much looking forward to it. So, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Um, but until then, good luck with all your bets. Um, enjoy Newcastle beating Man United. Uh, until Monday night, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>